0: Sprout and uh, let's talk. So we am going to get started this morning, um, looking at different uh, passages of scripture. So I'm going to be going to Psalm 121. So if you have your Bible, you maybe want to pull that out. We're going to look there. Uh, Susan and I had the privilege of yesterday just riding around. Our uh, one of our friends is building a a new home, and so it was just kind of fun to go there and look at the block work and the trusses that are uh, being set. And so her, we were kind of walking around the house, kind of feeling. Well, maybe this is going to be the living room, or this is going to be the bedroom, or this is going to be the kitchen. So we're just talking our way around uh, through the home. It was kind of fun to look at the new construction site. But as I walked through that home, there's one thing that I saw in different areas uh, of the foundation. There were surface cracks. And it's true of any home probably in the state of Florida that you will have some type of surface cracks. And so as I walked around and I just noticed them, knowing that most likely when a storm comes through, that foundation is going to be secure, I've been reminded of my own foundational surface cracks, things in my life that over the years have made themselves aware in different situations. And so I was just wondering this morning, as you sit listening and as I uh, ponder uh, my time with you. What foundational cracks have you allowed the gospel um, to heal in your life? And so this morning, I um, put some passages of scriptures together one that have been helpful for me as I have dealt with foundational cracks in my personal life. So one of those, as I get started, uh, is Ephesians chapter two. And I know you kind of hear a lot from me about Ephesians chapter two and And so around Ephesians chapter two, you have the gospel, which is a vital part of who I am as a person, and it's radically changing my life every single day. And so we want to be very clear about that. So one of the ways I found healing over the years is saying to the Lord Jesus, I just need your help. I've identified this crack, and I want you to do something in my life, the power of the gospel in my life, because as around Ephesians chapter two, you have the gospel, Jesus, nothing more, nothing less. For by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. But then Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, I am God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. And so I'm aware of that. I'm also aware of, in the book of Joshua, you have this new leader, they're gonna transition. And Joshua's got some doubts and some fears, some things are going on in his life. And so we get a passage of scripture, Joshua chapter one, verse nine, be strong and courageous. And the reason Joshua could be strong and courageous, because God was with him. And so as you gather this morning around your Bible, looking at Psalm 121, this psalmist is going to say some things that are really kind of neat. The psalmist needs help. And it's interesting to me. So if you have your Bible, look at Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills from where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heavens and the earth. And so as I'm studying, thinking, was the psalmist pausing and looking out the window and looking at the mountains? Was he looking at Mount Moriah where the temple was? Was he just pondering at that stage? Where do I look? Can I look horizontally and say, where do I find my help? Or is he pausing literally and saying to us, I'm looking up because I found over the years that my help has come from the maker of heaven and earth. And so this morning, as you start or this afternoon, whatever you're doing with this time as we talk, can I say to you today, one of the neat things in my life foundationally is saying, Jesus, I need your help. There are things in my life that I can't, but because of you and because of the gospel is alive in my life, I want to look to the creator of heaven and earth. I want to say, Jesus, because you came, because you died on the cross for my sin, I see this in my life and I don't know what to do with it, but I'm going to ask you for help. So as we end our time together, as you go on your journey today, as you maybe go outside, you go for a bike ride or a walk, or you're just riding in the car tonight and the sun goes down, remind yourself of Psalm verse eight. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Allow the creation scene that's in front of you, pause your heart and say, oh, thanks Father. I see you speaking today in creation, which leads me to say, Father, would you help me today in this area of my life? So, words are are in front of you, the scriptures in front of you, and that's very, very important. Spend time. But one of the neat parts of what we do is pause and say, Okay, Lord, because I've read this, I want to talk to you, I want to communicate with you, I want to pray. And so I'm going to pause and uh, wrap our time up together just with a word of prayer. Again, thank you so much for your time, allowing us the privilege to invest into your life uh, this week. And so as you go about uh, your day, may the word of God and your personal time with Jesus impact your life. Father, I thank you for this time to be together. I thank you for technology and the opportunity to be able to do this and to send this in all bunch of uh, different directions and different homes around the world. Father, may it not just be about the number of podcasts, uh, subscriptions, or people viewed it. May people sit with your word today. Say, Father, thank you. I know over the years I can identify with the psalmist. When I look up, I truly find help. Father, may that be normal for us. May it be natural for us as well to pause and ask for help, to read the directions, to say, Jesus, step into this area of my life. I need you here, Jesus. Thank you for our time together. It's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen.